Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kali. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kali, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kali. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Preston Walls with Walls Property Management out of Seattle. Uh, welcome to the show, Preston. I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Sakar. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, today, Preston and his uh, company manages well over 800 properties spread across uh, about 80 buildings or so. Uh, Preston has been in property management for a couple of decades and his family uh, has been in real estate uh, as well. So Preston brings in a varied depth of background right from his grandfather to his father. Now he's been property manager for over 20 years. So um, his group comprises of uh, construction, property management, leasing, maintenance technicians, and all the different uh, arms within the property management. So um, with his expertise today, we are going to learn some of the best practices and some challenges that Preston is seeing in the marketplace today. So uh, thank you for your time today, Preston. I appreciate uh, you coming on today. Uh, you bet. I'm excited to be here and uh, happy to speak with you. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, kindly help us get started, uh, Preston, regarding, uh, you know, just a brief background of yours, how you kind of, uh, you know, came into property management uh, today. Yeah, I, I really didn't have a choice to, uh, to get into property management. It was, uh, it was thrust upon me from an early age. Some of my uh, early, earliest memories of uh, holidays and uh, family, family weekends were uh, spent with my dad uh, changing elements and uh, water heaters. And, and uh, I, I would go with him on, uh, on construction projects when he was, he was uh, framing, framing walls and, on uh, buildings that he was working on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then during high school and college, I had a, a painting business. I, I uh, worked on uh, paint, many exterior painting of, of uh, the apartment buildings in, in the portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my grandfather was, uh, he was a professor in Seattle and, and he had uh, some student housing adjacent to campus. And so he would, he would manage that. Uh, I, I thought I, or I, I thought I was going to break out of it. And I, I tried, I, uh, I went to school on the East coast and, uh, I, I was certain I would, I was going to work on wall street that mm -hmm. lasted four years before I got burnt out. And, <laughs> and uh, my, my dad had been, uh, kind of lightly working on me to, to move back to Seattle and, and, uh, get into the, the real estate business on a, on a, just a, a different capacity, uh, he was he was getting going on a, a ground up uh, construction project. Wanted some help on that, so uh, I I finally uh, uh, made it back to Seattle and uh, we we built a couple buildings together and uh, just I I learned I learned the the renovation and construction aspects and mm -hmm. uh, and certainly the the property management from him. We worked together for uh, uh, for 
five years, five, six years. Uh, and then he, he retired in, in 2008, right? As, uh, <laughs> right. As the, uh, the economy was, was falling apart. He, uh, <laughs> said, it's, it's yours from here on out. So I've been, been on my own since then. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so give us a sense, uh, Preston regarding, you know, like how many properties you manage today, what sort of different departments and the staff sort of the organization uh, chart uh, of your company today? Uh, yeah, we, we managed uh, about 80 properties in Seattle, um, all multifamily or some mixed use with the a retail component on the ground floor. Um, about two thirds of those, those properties are, or either mine or, or some uh, family family ownership structure and the, and the rest are, are third party uh, property management clients. Sure. Uh, we, you know, we, we try to handle as much in-house as possible and, and really know the market and control as many variables as possible. So uh, our, our model is, is value add and we do a lot of renovation to, uh, both properties we acquire and, and ongoing renovation. We, we hold properties a long time. And, and so some of them are on uh, second and third generations of, of renovations that have happened sure. um, <laughs> in, in those properties. So we have, we have a construction management team that, that um, coordinates renovation of those, those properties. We have a uh, maintenance team that's uh, that's in house. Uh, we have uh, leasing in-house as well and then uh the the back office uh functions accounting uh and marketing i see i see thank you thank you for that uh, deep dive and you know wide wide ranging uh, department overview of yours so, uh, so now regarding property management uh, you know there's just so much to delve into uh, preston in terms of you know what are the best practices how to kind of set up the books and things like that uh, so when you initially take on a property or you have a new owner onboarding that happens right uh, give us a sense uh, preston as to uh, you know, what you look for in the prospective uh, sort of a unit or a multifamily building that you are onboarding. And also like, you know, what some of the things you would like to see from uh, the actual owners who are coming to you. Yeah. So, so much of the process depends on the, the quality or the integrity of the data that you get coming in. I mean, the, the more, the more information that, that you have, the better, the better and easier it's going to be for for everyone. I mean, sure. take take just uh, basic basic information. Uh, you'd be shocked at how many uh, how many buildings don't have accurate square footage measures, right? And sure. then uh, are there are there quality interior pictures of of the units or representative floor mm -hmm. plans? That, so those. Those kinds of things, uh, they're they're certainly uh, first and, and foremost. And uh, what what type of historical data is there? Um, and and that that leads to uh, leads to ideas and opportunities. What's what's been what's been managed well, and what what opportunities are there to to do something different? Are the the hallways getting cleaned frequently enough? The mm -hmm. the yard yard being maintained frequently enough. Those, those are the kinds of, of opportunities we'll, we'll see in, in onboarding information come in and, and look, to, uh, look to address going forward. 
Sure, sure. Uh, now, uh, Preston, uh, one of the sort of uh, things that we do internally, and as I shared with you, like, and with our listeners always, is that uh, internally we manage here, uh, like my own 200 unit, uh, you know, between uh, single family, multifamily, and things like that. We manage all that vertically, right? So uh, we have a system uh, as far as, you know, like what sort of uh, colors, the skews, and things like that that we typically use. Uh, give us a sense uh, of you know how your group systematizes the renovations and maintenance of things uh, for you know various units that you manage. Yeah, uh, I, I mean just just managing paint colors alone is is a huge huge process, and uh, I. I mean, a, a lot, a lot goes into that. We we have opted for um, one uniform paint color uh, with one so a body color, trim color, and then uh, an optional accent wall. So I guess that's three three paint colors uh, across all all of the family buildings, and that you know just that that makes maintaining inventory of of paint and reordering. Uh, that much that much easier uh, for for third party buildings uh, I, I certainly certainly a challenge um, <clears throat> I, hopefully you you get that information from an owner hopefully there's uh, existing inventory of, of paint on site that that can get uh, inputted into the property management software so that mm -hmm. it, that it, that information exists somewhere other than uh, a maintenance storage storage location at the building. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it, got it. You are absolutely correct. I mean, the amount of detail and variety is so much that I think having sort of an accurate system as to you know what color schemes or you know what skew or what tiles and things like that you're using is is goes an absolute long way. Uh, now, uh, Preston, um, you shared earlier that you have many buildings that are old or perhaps coming into the uh, sort of the second generation or the second iteration of their renovations and things like that. Uh, kindly explain us, uh, Preston, as to, you know, how your renovation strategy is and how has it changed over the years? Like what things you do or perhaps uh, what things you were not doing before that you're doing now? Yeah, it, it has evolved tremendously, tremendously over time. I, I would say starting, starting off, I, I was very, very cautious uh, on the scope of renovation, right? Only, only targeting uh, the, uh, the aspects that are going to have the, the highest return on investment. Sure. So, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, things like uh, removing carpet for uh, a, a solid surface flooring, granite countertops, uh, stainless appliances, those, those were kind of the, the core. And then uh, as I just, as, as the markets uh, gotten more competitive, as uh, the markets gotten more expensive, um, I mean, Seattle's is a very, uh, supply constrained environment it, it it's really difficult to uh to go through the entitlement process and and bring new product online so that sure. that skews towards a a higher end product all the the new construction is is not just class a but it's class very a i mean uh -huh. a, sure. a lot of 
a lot of money goes into this. And so it, it creates this, this vacuum, this void uh, to skew up. And that, that allows for an opportunity to spend more on, on a renovation. So over sure. time, mm -hmm. uh, that renovation budget has, has increased uh, uh, pretty gradually. And, and that involves putting in, uh, you know, putting in more features, more technology, Mm -hmm. uh, things, things like, uh, smart home features into mm -hmm. renovation. So, uh, lights, lights that you can dim from an app on your phone, mm -hmm. uh, at, adjusting the, the thermostat, uh, unlocking your door remotely to let a, a housekeeper or, or, uh, uh, you know, delivery into into your space and those sure those kinds of things i i would have never envisioned uh, five or ten years ago on on an existing asset sure sure and what about some of the interior features uh preston like are you like doing any uh exotic kitchens uh with like all kinds of nice backsplashes or in the bathrooms things like that or perhaps uh, are doing any uh opening the walls between the kitchen or dining to give it like a more open layout uh concept and things like that what about some of those changes uh one standard feature that goes into all of our renovations is uh heated tile floors so nice. mm -hmm. we're taking up uh linoleum and putting in tile there's uh, there's a heat mat going going in mm -hmm. uh wherever we have a, a shower we're putting in a, a frameless shower door um mm -hmm. uh, I, I yeah certainly in in kitchens they're uh they're getting backsplashes granite countertops new new cabinetry as as high end as we can can go with soft sure. closing hinges, uh, mm -hmm. counter depth refrigerators, uh, those those kind of of uh, features. In terms of opening things up, that's that's an interesting uh, aspect, and I'm I'm a little bit um, mixed on this. Certainly, uh, where where possible, opening it up, and, and we do sure. move walls around. Mm -hmm. um, but one one opportunity that uh, that I've seen or, or seen in the market is, you know, all all of this costs a lot of money, and ultimately sure. that that translates to to higher rent. And mm -hmm. how do you how do you maintain affordability um, when you're when you're adding adding these things in? Sure. And uh, one one way we've we've gone about doing that is splitting, splitting the rent more ways. Uh, so if it's, if it's a two bedroom, mm -hmm. uh, we'll convert it into a, a three bedroom or just adding, adding a bedroom to the existing, um, uh, mm -hmm. floor that's sure. there to, to, mm -hmm. uh, repurpose it. And, and that was, uh, that was kind of a, a trait that I that I learned from uh, living in Manhattan for uh, for a few years. There's there's just there's so much so much density and and uh, there's there's so much demand for space that that people are are willing to live in smaller spaces if it sure. if it means living in the location that they want to live and sure. mm -hmm. having 
having nice nice features and nice amenities in their space. Sure, sure. Now, adding the bedrooms kind of gets interesting, uh, Preston. Uh, give us some details about, you know, how low you can go or how creatively you can add a, a bedroom or like a partition of sorts to, you know, convert existing space or add a bedroom to it, basically. Yeah, the, the, the biggest opportunity that I see, uh, well, so let me, let me back up. So my, my first choice is to, is to reclaim uh, common area space. If, if there's a way to increase, increase the net rentable square footage of a, of a property, and maybe that's sure. an adjacent laundry room, uh, if you're, if you're putting washer and dryers in all the units, uh, now your laundry room is, is obsolete and you can incorporate that into, uh, into an adjacent unit and that, that becomes a bedroom or bedroom bathroom. So that's first choice. And then, uh, aside from that, uh, the, the dining room, uh, is uh, the dining rooms like, like a dodo bird to me, they are, they're going going away that that space is so much better utilized in in urban environments as as a bedroom as habitable space so uh, i i would i would look to uh convert convert dining space into a bedroom um, sure. as long as you can you can work it out uh, mm-hmm. with the kitchen and and still keep the kitchen as open to the living room as possible Sure, sure, sure. Now, speaking of costs, uh, Preston, you know, uh, what sort of cost, uh, uh, you know, your your group is spending on some of these renovation? And of course, it, it it's all a, uh, you know, sort of a derivative of how much work you're doing, what sort of packages and things like that you're adding. But give us a sense of like, you know, let's say if you get an old, tired, uh, single family house of sorts, right? And you try to sort of uh, convert it to a existing uh, uh, sort of a, a, a style of yours that currently your group does uh, give us a sense of like what sort of a uh, you know capital expenditure we are talking about for these cypress top uh, style of conversions yeah so without seeing the space without knowing anything about it I would I would budget uh, somewhere between a hundred thousand and hundred and twenty five thousand for an existing unit renovation so like studio to, to two bedroom is is kind of the range of smaller smaller space obviously that the lower lower end on the dollar amount and for new creating a new space within the existing footprint of a building so whether that's taking a, a storage room uh, and a laundry room or maybe a, uh, a carport parking space and converting that into a unit uh, you've got a little more expense in groundwork uh, getting getting plumbing in and and uh, siding and uh, whatnot. I I budget 150 260 for uh, creating a new unit. Sure, sure. Now for our listeners, um, um, Preston, help us understand the kind of the cost of the homes or sort of the general rent range uh, within your market. Uh, like where we operate, obviously we are operating within uh, properties that are, you know, in that 
uh, 150k to 200k uh, type of you know townhouses that are renting for 15 1700 uh, you know sort of uh, rent range right but every market is different the kind of amenities you add are different and things like that so uh, i'd like to understand that you know if you're spending that much money into renovations or adding a, a bedroom of sorts you know there has to be a, a good uh, financial reason for it to you know make uh, uh, you know numbers have to make sense as we say right uh, give us a sense of you know what the real estate market is like what sort of acquisition prices we are talking what sort of uh, uh, you know rental uh, rates you, we, we are speaking of here yeah uh, and that context is is so important because sure. uh, you know these these uh, urban capital appreciation markets are <laughs> are really so so different than sure. than mm-hmm. cash flow markets sure um, mm-hmm. but that's 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 part of the beauty. And it's what I, I love about real estate is there's, sure. there's so many different ways to, to go about it. Uh, I, in Seattle and, and it's hard to just take a, take a metric uh, generally uh, in, in the urban core. Uh, uh, I, I'd say the, the price per square foot uh, for for typical building acquisition is is in the 425 to 450 uh, a foot and you know so that's that's roughly 350 375 per mm-hmm. door that sure. you're acquiring a, a property for sure and then mm-hmm. um new construction uh significantly significantly higher you're uh, those, sure. those properties are going to trade, I don't know, six, six to $800 per square foot, wow. uh, mm-hmm. depending on, on, on unit size and, and probably, I don't know, five, five to 600,000 sure, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. per door. So how do I think about it? Uh, and how do I, how do I justify spending, spending that much money? Mm-hmm. Uh, so on a renovation in order to, to put that kind of money in, uh, you're going to need to, to acquire for, uh, somewhere below the average, uh, price going in. Uh, but being, being below the average is, is going to mean there's, there's a lot of things wrong with the property or there there's just, sure. there's structural deficiencies with the property that, uh, you know, replacing the, the flooring appliances and cabinetry is not going to fix. It's not, it's not going to transform the building to, to a, a more elevated property class. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm looking to, to take a, say a B minus building and, and turn it into a B plus building. And, uh, that, that level of, of overall renovation, uh, is, is what it, is what it takes uh, in this market to to sure. really reposition it and uh, do do the exterior work, the landscaping, uh, repaint the uh, the building, new windows, uh, yeah, upgrade the the communication systems that that sure. will move move a property into a new category. Sure, sure. And what sort of rent are we talking about, Preston? Like uh, typically, w- w- how much do you get rent-wise for a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom for that matter? Oh, uh, 
two bedroom, I'd say uh, uh, low, low to mid 2000, so 2022 20, mm. to 26. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, once, once it's renovated. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. And then three bedrooms, uh, uh, probably around three, 3,000, uh, 32, 3,300. I see. Definitely. I mean, it, it makes complete sense in based on, you know, how much you're spending, you know, of course your rents are higher as well. Uh, now moving on Preston, your group does, uh, syndications as well. Uh, give us, give us some details about, you know, how those syndication opportunities came about and what, what sort of projects you have done so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love doing deals. I, I love, uh, love finding, finding these opportunities and, and just seeing, seeing the opportunity and, and wanting to uh, make it work. And, you know, syndications grew out of uh, doing some deals and having some success and having some fun doing it and then running out of money. Right? Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's where, it's where a lot of operators find themselves Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. as, as you go forward. And, sure. uh, mm -hmm. you know, the first, uh, the first syndication uh, that I did, I, yeah, I, I uh, didn't, I didn't want to uh, do it, do it as a syndication, but I, I didn't have the money to, uh, to do it all on my own. And, and uh, I got a, a group of, uh, 10 or 12 uh, friends and family members together and we put up, put up the equity and, and um, I, yeah, it, that's been a, a fabulous, fabulous investment uh, for, for everyone. And, and it, it's, it's kind of grown and, and scaled from there, but the, the typical syndication that, uh, that we do is uh, a heavy value add renovation mm -hmm. um, required, require existing buildings that, that are in need of uh, some, some TLC and uh, take them apart, put them back together again and, and add, add new units um, where, where available and where zoning allows for. Sure, sure, sure. Awesome, awesome. Uh, now, uh, Preston, um, as COVID pandemic hit, right? We have been thrown into a lot many challenges, uh, especially for property management, whether, you know, how do you do maintenance or perhaps, you know, upgrades or some ongoing uh, sort of things that you may have going on. Leasing has uh, significantly changed in terms of how we adapt and respond to different customers and things like that. Um, in your group, how, how has been the impact and how have uh, your uh, company adjusted to the uh, COVID restrictions? Yeah, it's, it's a great question and just so, so timely uh, with everything going on. Sure. So starting, starting piece by piece, the, on the maintenance side, uh, maintenance has slowed down tremendously and, and it causes, causes a lot of concern that, that there's effectively this deferred maintenance building up, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, just because people are uh, not wanting you in their space, just by by being in their space more that that's causing more wear and tear more more deterioration of of the interior space so you know that uh maintenance work orders are are happening but they're just not being reported uh in 
in the way that they have been in the past. One way we've, we've uh, mitigated this is uh, we've started doing virtual work orders. So uh, we, the maintenance technician will do a Zoom call with, with the resident in the space uh, to, uh, to help resolve. Uh, they've sent, sent materials uh, to their space if, if something's uh, needed to, to fix something. But it's it's a way of of help help to get around uh, that idea of we don't we don't want anyone <laughs> in our space. Sure, uh, sure. If if things are like to be done by self help, you can you know maybe deliver the materials and try to you know kind of guide them. Uh, is that kind of what you're alluding to? I guess. I, yeah, and the you know the the easiest ones are the biggest biggest wins on that are sure uh, garbage disposals that. Uh, you know that we usually have the the Allen key taped to the garbage disposal and uh, walk the resident through where where the crank uh, goes and how to free up a a jammed garbage disposal. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then some some electrical issues, uh, GFIs that trip. How to how to sure. uh, trace that to thermostats and different things. <laughs> uh, yeah, trip trip breakers. I, sure. I mean. It, Things that seem so intuitive, uh, but you know, for for someone who's who's in their their first or second apartment that, that sure, they've ever sure. been in, it, it's uh, it, it's an unknown. Right, so, right. How how has leasing changed? I mean, a lot of people went into you know doing a video and electronic uh, sort of showings, and before they can you know sort of uh, personally walking in the uh, you know the prospects into the unit, give us a sense of how you adapted the leasing side of things. Yeah, the uh, the leasing side has has changed tremendously, right? And and a lot of that's been uh, just uh, restriction driven on how many people can can be at a tour at any given time. So that sure. that's it's created a lot of demand for uh, virtual tours, for video tours. We've seen an increase in uh, leases signed sight unseen. Uh, mm. So just just based on the uh the video tour and the the pictures uh we've we've worked to incentivize that and and, uh mitigate the risk to to residents by offering them a a 90-day free trial so they can get out of their lease with no lease break repercussions for for that duration if they get there and they decide they don't like it or they Mm -hmm. lose their job um Due to to COVID and everything everything else going on, it, it that's that's taken some of the risk off the table for for residents coming in. Sure. Mm-hmm. Another way we've we've been able to uh, leverage leverage technology during this time is uh, through through artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right. We've uh, we've partnered with our. Uh, property management uh company to to roll out ai across our our leasing funnel and that that has been just an an absolute game changer on generating generating new leads and mm-hmm. and working those through the system i see how how does that help the artificial system give us some details we would viewers would like to know that what it is and you know what it does so that uh, you know they can also try to implement within their own uh, sort of property management systems yeah it's so the 
the parameters are input up, up front, right? The, mm -hmm. the AI bot knows the least terms. It knows mm -hmm. the, the building conditions and parameters, uh, right? It, it knows all of the specific details. So mm -hmm. it, it can answer all of these questions that sure. a prospective resident might have in real time. Sure. Hey, mm -hmm. what's, what's the pet deposit? Mm -hmm. Do you allow dogs? Are there breed restrictions? Mm -hmm. uh, so all, all of these questions are, are answered via text message from, <laughs> from a, a non-human. And it, sure. it's absolutely, it, it's absolutely phenomenal to see these exchanges that happen between, uh, between prospective residents who to think they're communicating with a human being and, sure. and is, is delivering really just timely, high quality information, uh, in, you know, in a typical, uh, in a typical week. Uh, so right now we have, uh, just over 50 vacancies that we're, that we're working to fill, mm -hmm. uh, this, this AI bot last week sent just over 4,000 text messages to, wow. to mm. prospective um, tenants that are, that are looking at, at places. And these, a lot of these are uh, scheduling questions. Um, mm. so, so it does, it, it coordinates all of the scheduling for the leasing agents, right? Interesting. The leasing mm. agents put in their, their calendar. These are the hours. These are the days and these are the hours that I'm available to show apartments. Mm. Sure. Um, mm. And the, uh, the AI, uh, AI bot, fills in those times with, uh, with interested parties. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that detailed uh, overview there, uh, President. Now, moving on, President, uh, one of the key elements in um, sort of the relationship with owners and property managers is uh, kind of setting expectations as to uh, you know, what sort of unit you will be, what are the timeframes of certain things to be done, there is accounting, there's reporting and things like that. So when you onboard new owners and their properties, you know, uh, what what are some of the questions or guidelines or some rules that you set up with them to avoid any uh, sort of future conflict or friction uh, for that matter? Give us a sense of how, how what is your process? What exactly do you do? Yeah, I, I found that, you know, the, the best thing that, that you can do to, to facilitate that, because you don't, you don't know what the, the hot buttons are going to be. You don't know where the landmines are going to, to be. So it, the, the, best, the best mitigant is, is communication and sure. uh, communicating frequently. And uh, even within the reports, the more, the more communication and the more information that's in there, mm -hmm. um, the, the more the owner is, is going to feel like they're getting what they need. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the owner packets that we send out uh, include a, a detailed um, synopsis over, over the month of um, cash moving in and out. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for, for, a, uh, uh, for property, this, this can be, uh, this can be a, a lengthy, lengthy report. And, uh, each of the, the maintenance, 
uh, each of the maintenance items is, is listed on there, mm -hmm. how much time was spent, and here's a description of what the maintenance technician did sure. uh, mm -hmm. at, at, the, at the property, at the unit, mm -hmm. um, and includes what the, what the resident reported as, as the problem, what the, the resolution was. Sure. So mm -hmm. getting, getting as much detail as possible in there, that, that's been the, the single, single best thing that's, uh, sure. that's alleviated stress between, between owners and management company. Right, right. Awesome. Awesome. All wise words. Thank you for sharing your experience, uh, Preston. It's been a pleasure. Uh, please share with the listeners how they can find you and learn more about your company. Uh, yes. Walls Property Management uh, is, is my company. Uh, and Preston Walls, I'm most, most active on uh, LinkedIn. So that's a great place to find me as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And viewers and listeners of our podcast can also, uh, you know, learn more about, uh, you know, uh, expert guests like Preston, who is there at premiumcashflow.com. Uh, you can also reach to us via the website. If you are interested in uh, investing with us or learning more about uh, different opportunities uh, that uh, we may have from time to time, uh, kindly uh, go to link uh, uh, titled invest with us. With that, uh, you can register yourself and we can jump on a small uh, conversation about what you're looking to do, what your goals are. And we, depending on that, we can, uh, you know, definitely suggest you different opportunities and things like that. Um, all projects and all opportunities are, are uh, come with full disclosure and legal paperwork regarding private placement memorandums and things like that. So uh, thank you for coming on to the show, Preston. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you i look forward to having you on another future podcast where we can delve into a lot more different topics uh, around property management as well thank you so much scar i appreciate uh, appreciate the kind words and uh, really enjoyed speaking with you same here same here thank you <laughs> thanks for listening to premium cash flow real estate investing podcast please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.